1: Hidden Mysteries of Life in the Milky Way Galaxy. This is kind of a uh, potpourri show, Carl, of uh, interesting questions about uh, life in the Milky Way.
2: Well, in spite of all we've learned through the ages, and especially recently with our more modern technology to probe things, the astronomers making huge advances in space probes and so on, there's still much we don't know. We don't know even our own body very well and the energies it comprises and how it works beyond a kind of physical observable level grossly. But the 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 details that are in the very, very minute energetic makeup are really the major driving force of everything. So there's no end of strange and delightful things going on all around us and in the larger universe as well. So this is a kind of a look-see at some different ways of thinking about the galaxy we're in and some of the issues that come our way that we can learn more about in a practical sense as well. Yes, because really
1: what we're trying to do here is, you know, with the ability to speak to creators is ask questions that our science is not even able to begin getting the answer for. You know, to to kind of ask questions about what it's like out there, you know. So this should be interesting.
2: Well, science is always lagging, always. And creator is always very skeptical and dismissive of scientific (laughs) rationale, scientific explanations, scientific labeling, scientific diagnostics for those reasons, You know, and we're we're being constrained as well. And yes, we are. You know, one side of this. I finally saw an article, and someone was raising the question: If we're looking for intelligent life in the universe, why are we looking for radio signals? You know, we're still (laughs) stuck. You know, in the last century, technologically speaking. You know, and 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 that's. There's a reason. It's we're being minded. We're being constrained. But that's—I don't want to get off on the deep end yet. So <laughs> there'll be time for that. U.S.
1: Creator, the Earth is full of millions of animal and plant species of all kinds. Earth has been cater- categorized in other channel works of questionable origin as a jewel, one of the most biologically diverse planets in the entire galaxy. Is this true? It has also been said that the average life-supporting planet only had about 200,000 species instead of millions like the Earth. Is that also true? If so, what makes
2: the Earth so special? All right, and this is what I channeled from Creator. These are Creator's words. There is a wide variability in the nature and the quantities of life forms present on various planets throughout your galaxy and elsewhere in the universe much depends on local conditions as life forms are quite variable in tolerating extremes of temperature moisture and presence of substances in the atmosphere and in water that might be noxious to some species the earth is highly endowed with a very wide variety of life forms this in part is not natural as many many life forms have been introduced by the extraterrestrials through the ages This consists of many thousands of species of bacteria, viruses, protozoa, insects, plants, and animal species of all kinds, all of which are pests in one way or another and cause harm to humans or other life forms of value to humans that these alien species prey upon. So much of the planet's diversity is unnatural because they are essentially invasive forms of bio-warfare, designed to drag down humanity and cause suffering and they certainly have all through human history and continuing to the present day there are many scourges that make life miserable and harm benevolent species that humans depend on so in this way the diversity is not a blessing but a curse that's kind of an unexpected answer from creator actually but if you stop and think about it
1: it actually makes a lot of sense you know so think of like the raw beauty of the Amazon, and yet it's a highly treacherous place if you think about
2: it. Well, and you know, some jewel. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I could think of some organism we could do without, like, uh, you know, the uh, COVID 19 virus. <laughs> The mold yes. that uh, destroyed my mother's condo uh, back after the last hurricane, and she lost her roof. and uh,
1: <laughs> Or the raccoons
2: to, I complain about. Had <laughs> had to gut the place down to the metal studs. Oh, God. But, you know, it's 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 bizarre. Mold yes. is not native to the earth. It was yeah, introduced to be a scourge. I mean, yes. as well as all these other lists of things here, there's Predators of all kinds, bacterial, microscopic, and macroscopic. Uh, never-ending.
1: You ask creator, Earth has an incredibly diverse biosphere. Jungle, temperate forests, vast oceans, mountains, deserts, prairie, etc. And because of the tilt of the axis and its rotation around the sun, it has the four seasons. How common is this kind of single-planet diversity in the Milky Way galaxy? Is it more common or less common throughout the rest
2: of the universe? All right, And Creator tells us, the diversity is less common throughout the universe compared to the earth for the reasons we have stated. The geographic circumstances with the rotation and the polar axis, such that there are wide variations in temperature across seasons, does create special demands on the life forms present for them to survive. This is in many ways a benefit to the development of the divine human species as it represents a natural challenge for them to deal with. And this learning curve has served you quite nicely to literally weather the storms and devise ways to cope with adversity, which is a character building exercise that will serve you greatly in all that comes in your future. So nothing is wasted in terms of what humans experience.
1: Uh, I think that's kind of a nod from creator that we do this is a tough
2: place down here. There's a lot of challenge. Well, and it's built in, and it's purposeful, uh, but the wild card is what the interlopers do to make it even worse along the way. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
1: You asked Creator, it is said that Mars once had shallow seas and native life, at least up to the level of simple aquatics and insects. Can Creator describe Mars at the peak of its diversity? Did Mars ever have its own native species of sentient being? Were there ever true Martians? Or would those simply be enslaved humans who were brought there and the descendants of them?
2: All right. And Creator says, at its peak, Mars enjoyed many diverse life forms, both aquatic and terrestrial in habitat. Not as diverse as the current Earth, but sufficient to support an intelligent species of Martian humanoids. These are quite like humans in many respects and survive to this day both in underground bases on the planet as well as underground bases on the earth itself. These beings are essentially captives and serve as guinea pigs for continuing genetic manipulation by the alien greys seeking to understand their characteristics and exploit their genomes for any useful attributes as they do routinely with human beings as well. Their dilemma is quite sad. And this is a vivid example showing the future of humanity if more are not awakened to the reality. You are under the thumb of the dark extraterrestrial alliance and may end up undergoing a mass annihilation.
1: Well, that's, I mean, it's a, that's a fascinating answer and disturbing at the same time that, uh, that there are Martians, but they're not in a, they're not in a good situation.
2: Well, and neither are we. And, uh, you know, we've, we have mentioned this from time to time. We're being pressured. We've been subjugated all through human history. That's nothing new. But if they want to ramp up the pressure and cause more havoc, they can not do so. And our hope is the divine realm. And yes. that is our strength. So that's why we're here to remind people that if they go back to God, good things can happen even in the face of severe opposition with greater capability. Absolutely.
1: U.S. Creator, we know the Anunnaki have and still likely do use Mars as a base for some operations. Mm-hmm. Did mining on Mars destroy the relatively thin and fragile biosphere it possessed?
2: And Creator says the ecological disasters that stripped Mars of its lower life forms was not due to mining operations there, but due to the Anunnaki world coming into the solar system in too close a proximity and gravitationally stripping away much of the atmosphere. So it is an example of a reckless disregard for other life forms. These corrupted beings suffer and many other civilizations vulnerable to their manipulations. The continued survival of intelligent Martian beings will be portrayed as an act of benevolence by the Anunnaki in rescuing them from a certain dark fate following the disruption of their planet. But this was entirely cynical and self-serving on their part, as the Anunnaki are loveless beings and will exploit anyone and anything that suits them and will destroy anything in which they lose interest In this case, they have no interest personally in the Martians, but the Arcturian Grays, who have studied them for many thousands of years, have a desire to keep this going, just as they do with humans, and this is being indulged as a kind of reward for them. So, in a sense, the hapless Martians are like lab rats for the robotic, soulless, gray, artificial intelligence. You know, Carl, I, I posted a question to Creator to get some more insight on the
1: answer to this question. But I think that's a little bit of the answer might be in here where Creator says that this incident was a reckless disregard for the life forms, which implies that perhaps the Anunnaki had some ability to steer their home planet.
2: Well, I don't know the answer to that, but uh, the consequences of what happened were certainly dire. And one would think that if there was any possibility of a rescue or an avoidance of this catastrophe, that wouldn't have happened anyway. Because they don't care about harm they cause. They're loveless and really they're sociopaths, functionally speaking, because of their disconnection from the divine. Exactly. That's a warning, too, for us in our rush to embrace secular humanism as the be-all and end-all of ways to live. It is a path to devastation, eventually, because as we lose that lifeline, we lose divine support, and then we're more vulnerable than ever to calamity. Absolutely. You asked, Creator, when we think of Martians, we think
1: of little green men. The History.com website says the term originated from an event that took place in the tiny hamlet of Kelly, Kentucky and explains why aliens are so often depicted as little green men with bulbous heads and oversized eyes. The story began in part on the night of August 21, 1955, when a large extended family called the Suttons arrived breathlessly at the Hopkinsville Police Station in southwestern Kentucky. Their story of a terrifying siege by otherworldly beings would become one of the most detailed and baffling accounts of an alien close encounter on record, notable for the large number of witnesses, nearly a dozen, the duration of the encounter several hours, and the close proximity between the witnesses and creatures, sometimes just a few feet away. The incident quickly became regional and even national news. Are these just our familiar alien greys created by the Arcturians? Why did they break protocol with this incident and leave a dozen witnesses with a detailed memory of the terrifying close encounter that lasted hours?
2: All right. And Creator tells us, these were indeed Arcturian greys, making an appearance for an extended period of time in this rural family enclave, and the effects were very much as depicted. The family was terrified and reacted out of great fear, causing them to defend their home with guns. This was not an act of carelessness, but a deliberate incursion designed specifically to make a splash, so to speak, that would create news and spread around the world as a harbinger of things to come. This was another step in the ongoing strategy of disclosure, where little by little, they have been acclimating humans to adjust to the idea of alien presence so they will reach a point they can take it in stride and accept alien beings as friendly visitors and potential saviors from the great human problems the extraterrestrials themselves have been creating all along. This is an entirely cynical Trojan horse operation to lull humans into complacency and accept the extraterrestrials as friendly helpers when in fact they have been enslaving humanity all along and manipulating them mercilessly for their own selfish reasons through countless alien abductions and genetic mutations induced to see what will happen, breeding experiments to exploit human females, and on and on. So that is why they arranged this spectacle. So even with armed resistance by this rural family, they did not strike back and cause any harm directly to the people despite the hostile reception they met with. This too was deliberate to begin the false narrative. They are harmless and merely curious about human culture and perhaps a source of greater knowledge and wisdom than humanity enjoys. This exposure of greater and greater numbers of human beings to their presence has continued in earnest and is serving the same agenda to prepare for their emergence from behind the scenes. If humans accept them and their false story, it will be the undoing of humanity. Because if humans line up with them, we must honor the free will of humanity to side with the darkness and will be unable to help them.
1: Once again, Carl, uh, creator's warning us, you know, it's, it's always interesting how Crater seems to find ways to embed this warning into answers to questions that sometimes you think might not elicit it, but uh, this is a perfect example of that.
2: Well, we've been told for for uh, quite some time now that this is one of the ET plans. They're going to come out of the closet. They're going to have a, a disclosure, and they're going to engender great waves of adulation through mind manipulation, and people will be swooning and in awe of their prowess, their technological capabilities, and their intelligence, and they're tall, they're they're Nordic, blonde, blue-eyed, beautiful-looking beings, the Arcturians. Yes. Their little greys with the big black slanted eyes are robots. They're not loving little childlike beings as close encounters with the third kind promotes in the movies. They're the ones researching us like lab rats and doing genetic experiments on us and altering our DNA to see what will happen. And they're wreaking havoc and they have no morality. They're robotic. And we see that this agenda has been going on for some time. I mean, this
1: incident took back in the 50s and Close Cars of the the Third Kind was a 70s movie. That was quite a while ago, Carl.
2: Well, it's a blink of an eye to them, and uh, we'll see what's happening, I think, within a few years here. There's more and more movement towards disclosure, and they're getting humans to help with the disclosure also. Whistleblowers coming out of the government and military, talking about the ongoing program of so-called cooperation, in which they're really being duped. Yes. Well, there's a lot we're learning, and you can learn more
1: by checking us out at getwisdom.com. We have a database of creator channelings that is got over a thousand now, so uh, and growing with every week, we think. And uh, there's a lot more information to come. You can uh, join as a free participant, and get access to this database where you can peruse at your leisure, and we invite you to do that wholeheartedly. Uh, check us out at getwisdom.com, sign up for the participant membership, it is forever free. Just just enter your email address, and you're good to go. And we'll be back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline.
0: Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We
1: are exploring mysterious, issues, mysterious happenings in the Milky Way galaxy, life, mysterious life mysteries in the Milky Way galaxy, Carl. And uh, we got some more coming up.
2: Yeah, indeed. This is uh, kind of a, a roundelay delay of disclosures of our own. And, you know, the, we were just chatting about how extraterrestrial matters keep coming up in these discussions. Even when we're not really setting out to do so, Creator will bring it up sometimes. Yes. Indeed. So, when you, you talk asked, about species, you, you're you're also including many extraterrestrial species of all kinds, as we've pointed out. Yes,
1: there's plenty of intelligent life in the universe, more than I think most people really appreciate, more than I appreciate it. I think,
2: yeah. Yes, it's ubiquitous.
1: Yes, we'll learn more about that. Coming up, U.S. creator, in other channel material, it has been said there are actually three distinct species of sentient being capable of advanced abstract thought, humans, dolphins, and whales. Is this true?
2: And creator tells us, this is true if you judge by human standards. There are many exquisite kinds of intelligence among the flora and fauna. But they are of a different kind and quality in many instances than human experience. So you have an innate bias that your way of thinking and perceiving is superior. We would see it as quite limited other than your ability to imagine possibilities in a creative sense. That is indeed a higher faculty and one that you share more greatly with the divine than other species but it is correct that the dolphins and the whales are the closest to human in terms of intellectual firepower, so to speak. They have a complex interaction, not only through the sounds they make, which is a kind of language, but primarily through intuitive communication. And that is on a par with human non-local consciousness in being able to perceive things and arrive at knowings that are complete and understandable in a very deep sense and not based on language at all but more on a pictorial representation of energy that has been sensed by humans intuitively to be the case and the main reason humans perceive these species in particular in addition to their behaviors is being quite special indeed
1: you ask creator if so Are the telepathic abilities of the cetaceans similar to what humans once possessed? Will it require the recovery of telepathic abilities on the part of humans before advanced cognitive interaction
2: between the three sentient Earth species can take place? And Creator tells us, this is an insightful question because you're quite correct that of the three species, humans are inferior to the dolphins and the whales with regard to intuitive ability and a kind of telepathic awareness of all kinds of knowledge and information that can be obtained readily through the intuitive gateway. But that is quite impaired in human beings so that only a small percentage of the population have a greater than average intuitive reach that sets them apart and allows them to do such things as psychic mediumship and channeling. There are psychics who can receive information from dolphins and whales both, just as happens with companion animals. One of the best ways to communicate here and now would be through divinely facilitated channeling, as your channel here can do. So he is quite able to talk with these creatures, should he choose to, because he utilizes creator's translator in this way to talk to all kinds of beings, both in the physical and in spirit form. And this can be applied to any species. This is fascinating. This reminds me of the pet psychic. Do you remember that person on cable television? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, Lots of of interesting uh, observations there yeah well, that, that could is probably make a that, whole show out of that <laughs> Yes, and, and she she was genuine and is genuine Interesting. so it, it you know if i had more time i would indulge myself in this kind of exploration it's one it's on my list <laughs> but i'm trying to save humanity here so what the dolphins and the whales think uh you know, is, is just
1: gonna have to wait, Carl. Just gonna have it's to of
2: wait. interest, but I'll get to them. will <laughs> get to them. It's coming up, but don't but be patient. It's gonna be a while.
1: <laughs> How does the extraterrestrial alliance regard the cetaceans? You ask Creator,
2: and Creator tells us because they are ruthless sociopaths and loveless beings that are disconnected almost totally from the divine realm and certainly no longer have any belief in the divine. They also do not respect life in the same way humans do because they are loveless and do not appreciate the beauty in nature because that is a divine perspective. And they have become quite primitive in the level of disconnection to only appreciate creature comforts and power over others as a source of gratification and amusement. They have no appreciation for the majesty of whales and the natural beauty and the exquisite creation they represent or their intelligence. This should not be surprising because the extraterrestrials despise human beings as far beneath them because humans began to navigate the seas and rely on whaling for sustenance and whale oil for lamps They introduced killer whales as an alien species to cause trouble with the ocean's ecosystem and terrorize these wonderful creatures. This, too, is a good demonstration of their mentality. Oh, boy. You know, it seems like
1: we are in the cusp between trying to understand these these social paths, but also... How can possibly a being not appreciate the majesty and the beauty of everything around us? You know, we're as humans, we're trying to wrap our heads around that reality.
2: And it's a tough one. Well, and it's a good kind of yardstick to understand the mentality of these aliens. So when they come forth with a disclosure saying they're here to help, don't believe it. No, don't don't believe the story. It's a ruse, and they know how to fake it. Indeed. This is what they do to co-op channelers, to believe the wrong messages. You know, and, and
1: for anybody that still thinks that, oh, yeah, they're advanced. They must be spiritual. We're we're blowing the whistle here and showing that they've been around for thousands of years. They could have come down at any point to help fix this mess, and they never, never have.
2: Well, so, and they've created much of yeah absolutely
1: yes so you gotta you gotta you gotta take this with a mountain of skepticism <laughs> when when you t- when we're talking about them coming out in the open and offering to assist us you uh, you asked creator it has also been said elsewhere that oxygen-based and co2-based life are actually relatively rare in the galaxy and that methane-based life is in fact more common is this true and if it's not true why perpetuate such a
2: lie all right, and Creator tells us this is not true, this is a deception and is meant to disguise the fact that there are great similarities among intelligent life forms throughout the galaxy. It is part of the cover story they maintain to keep the fiction alive that life is rare and the likelihood of encountering an extraterrestrial civilization is practically nil because there's no evidence that life exists beyond the Earth itself and maybe a singular accident to begin with. And with the great interstellar distances, practical travel from other planetary systems of distant stars would seem to be impossible based on human technological capabilities in what they can imagine doing with no means of propulsion. All of this, of course, is scientific ignorance because there are multiple life forms capable of space travel at this point far ahead of humanity in technological prowess. The dark extraterrestrial alliance controlling the Earth has wanted to keep humanity in the dark all through its subjugation and suppression almost from the very beginning of the appearance of humanity on the Earth. This kind served the extraterrestrial alliance to make life on other worlds seem improbable, and that even if such life forms existed, the chemistry might be so exotic in their atmosphere and biological makeup that their worlds would be incompatible with yours. So any kind of interaction would be extremely unlikely and might be impossible because of basic incompatibilities." So this, again, is a cover story to keep people in the dark about the diversity of life forms that exist throughout the universe and not just your Milky Way galaxy alone. You know, we've, we've heard the phrase, Carl, that life
1: will find a way. You know, we've seen that in science fiction as, as well as in science. And it does. I mean, if you look at life on Earth, it's literally everywhere in, in some of the most surprising places imaginable is on top of that. So it only makes sense that life would be throughout the Milky Way and the universe uh, in many capacities that we'd be shocked to find it in. And the fact that we've learned that our next-door neighbor once teamed with life as well, at this point, shouldn't begin to surprise anybody.
2: Well, it makes sense if you think about what does God do all day? (laughs) Good question. (laughs) There's this entire universe consisting of billions and billions of galaxies, trillions of planets. And we know from Creator there are trillions of life forms. Yes. So, you know, why stop with one tiny planet kind of out in the nether regions of the galaxy, out in one of the spiral (laughs) arms? Yeah. As Carl Sagan famously said, you know, kind of a galactic backwater (laughs) and there's reasons for that but they're not what he thought you know so life is special but it's abundant many many things and and done as experiments and explorations to see what will happen yes it makes sense does you ask
1: creator the earth has an incredible diversity of mineral resources we don't know the Anunnaki mined gold because of the habitable atmosphere and relatively easy access to large quantities, which is likely rare throughout the galaxy. If so, why did Earth possess so much mineral gold, as well as other viable mineral resources?
2: And Creator tells us <clears throat> the variety and diversity of mineral resources on the Earth was an intentional creation and was carefully chosen as a loving nest for the divine human specifically. And the other life forms created to be, in a sense, companions in a biological habitat humans could enjoy and gain many useful products to support their lives in terms of food, clothing, and shelter. You have seen the indigenous people have found clever ways to use animal parts, like bones, hides, and fur, for all sorts of uses in addition to having a variety of nutrients through their ingestion. There were many reasons for this bounty and in this way the earth does represent a kind of gem because it has so many useful materials that can be recovered and utilized in all kinds of ways by employing some technological manipulations like basic chemistry Many of the minerals were chosen to be included because of their functional utility, as well as great beauty, and that is certainly the outstanding characteristic of the precious metals, in addition to their stability and other properties that make them readily usable for artistic endeavors, as in jewelry. This brings a great source of satisfaction for humans as a creative outlet and other uses as well. I always kind of wondered about that, you know, the tremendous
1: mineral diversity on earth. And now we have our answer. It was basically planned that
2: way by Creator. Well, there's always more to the story. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> you no, know, the, the Anunnaki came here and spent a long time here looking for gold and using us as slaves to mine it for them. Yeah. And that could be part of Creator's plan as well. You know, it's sort of like the bait to get Speaking them here. Speaking of
1: Anunnaki, you ask Creator. How complete is our periodic table? How much bigger percentage-wise is the extraterrestrial alliance periodic table?
2: People probably don't know what we're talking about, but you know, we don't have time to explain it. But the periodic table of the Anunnaki, are the most advanced and learned of the extraterrestrials interacting with humanity, is several times larger because it involves multiple dimensions each of which has a variety of forms of energies that create stable configurations like the physical matter you're familiar with. There are analogs of these so-called particles in other dimensions that confirm much the same kinds of behaviors, shapes and forms and energetic reactivity, but with higher vibrational states that make them invisible in the physical realm you inhabit. That is the major difference. There are some exotic materials that are unique to alien worlds, but there are relatively few you do not know that represent long-lived matter that can be used in a practical way for physical beings like yourselves.
1: I think that last sentence was really the answer I was probing for with coming up with this question. I just was curious, you know, do out of all the you know, solid minerals that are available in the universe, how much of them do we have accessible to us? And the answer is most of them, most of them. So I think that's an interesting response.
2: Well, we've been around long enough to see the physical limits and physical dimensions of our environment and we're probing beyond that now. We don't know about the other dimensions other than theoretically, you know, mathematics support its existence. The extraterrestrials come and go among dimensions, not all of them, but some of them, and know a good deal about this. And that's reflected in that answer. So it may be a lot of gobbledygook to you, but just think about, you know, Star Trek, you know, beam me up Scotty and so on. That's going into another dimensional form to transfer instantaneously across distance as well as time. You're going in another dimension to do that. Yes, and it, it's a bit of a threat to us because they use this
1: technology to go in and out of dimensions to kidnap humans and to, uh, to stay in the background.
2: Well, they do it routinely. And yes. this, this is how they can cloak their vessels. They go into another dimension and it, it's instantaneous. It's invisible to us, but it still exists. They can come into your home unobserved by anyone on your street and they can take you through the walls out of your building and up into a craft and then play with you and then drop you back in bed and maybe your PJs are on backwards. There's there's (laughs) mistakes that happen that are kind of interesting in the lore of abductees. Yes, it is. But it's well worked out.
1: Be sure to download our prayer book to uh, help make life easier you can get it at getwisdom.com slash prayer these are prayers that creator has supplied to help us with all kinds of issues and desires that we have in life and also check out the lightworker healing protocol which you can engage a practitioner with at getwisdom.com or you can download the ebook and learn about it in order to be, perhaps become a practitioner yourself you can get that at getwisdom.com LHP and we back with more mysteries of life in the Milky Way galaxy we'll return after this
0: America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa,
2: play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn.
0: Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Back to this live segment of Get Wisdom, where we're exploring mysteries of life in the Milky Way
1: galaxy. So, as if we haven't explored enough already, Carl.
2: Well, there's more to learn always, so we'll just keep pushing forward. <laughs> right.
1: U.S. Car, U.S. creator, <laughs> are there genuine extraterrestrial groups calling themselves L, E.L., Zarian Council, and Andromeda Council? And are these benevolent groups wishing to help humanity?
2: Okay, this came from another channeler, of which there are only a few we found, doing uncorrupted channeling work. And so we asked about these beings as part of our vetting of that individual. This is not someone who's prominently known. And Creator says, these are genuine extraterrestrial groups and they are benevolent sources. We have alluded to this in answering previous questions about the existence of benevolent extraterrestrials that in addition to the Pleiadians and the Syrians, there are others as well. So these are additional examples. There are countless civilizations throughout the universe who know of the plight of divine human and wish you well in solving this problem. They are wanting very much to see this successful conclusion and for the humans to triumph. And they have our blessing to have some support role in a limited capacity. And this can be done through those few channelers making a connection without encountering imposters and being commandeered into a false dialogue.
1: You know, once again, it's always interesting how creator seems to squeeze in that message that uh, the eyes are on us, Carl. Humans are really in the vanguard of solving the problem of evil. It's what we were created to do. And the universe has a vested interest in this experiment.
2: Yeah, yeah. And the universe can go away if we don't succeed. Yeah. So this is no small thing. No,
1: no not at all. <laughs> you ask Creator, Creator at this time, how many physical benevolent beings and or races are living on or in close proximity
2: to the Earth and the Moon? And Creator tells us the following The answer here numerically is very easy to convey. It is zero. There are no physical extraterrestrial beings within your proximity who are benevolent aside from some slaves of other cultures who happen to be here but are sequestered as prisoners essentially. So our view is these truly do not count because the intent of the question is to see are there benevolent extraterrestrials who have our interests at heart and who may be of help to humanity in some way through growth providing knowledge, insight, various technologies for our advancement and the improvement of humanity and in institutions, things like free energy and better health care and so on. These are propaganda tools of the darkness to dangle that possibility in front of you as a would-be answer to all of humanity's ills. It is a lure and a trap, in fact, because they are wanting people to essentially surrender without a fight but we would tell you that the barbarian is at the gates. They are promising you a feast and may well show it to you on a platter to entice you, to lower the drawbridge and allow them to come in and join in a feast with you. If you do so, you will in effect be surrendering to your demise. Again, we do not filter our message nor make it indirect and mild for the tender palate. We want to stir you up. We want you to take this seriously and to be alarmed about what we say to you. All about you are messages of great encouragement about all the divine realm is doing and all the benevolent extraterrestrials are doing to repair the energies, to have things change within Gaia, the blessings of the sun beginning to start an ascension process that raises everything up cleanses and brings everyone into a glorious new existence, free of worry, a place of limitless powers, leaving behind all of the negatives of karma, and on and on and on. Would that it were true at the current point in time you are experiencing. This is a goal, but not yet a reality. This you can see for yourselves. So we are saying, be cautious before accepting a handout. This is what the con artist does. They give you something in return for something. And then you find out what they gave you is hollow and empty. And what you gave them may be your last dollar. So be cautious here and heed our warning that all such promises are false. There will not be a rescue from benevolent extraterrestrials there needs to be a rescue from the divine level. That is the only thing that can help humanity at this point. You have four extraterrestrial physical beings and their civilizations behind them who have already infiltrated the planet and have earth within its control. This has gone on for thousands of years already. It is too late to fend off the interlopers They are already here. They walk among you. They control your media. They manipulate your own thoughts to varying degrees. The manipulations and their grave effects go on and on and on. But we know this is not what you are asking. We are only providing that information as a counterpoint to the desire in your question for assistance from a high level that can stand in opposition to such an influence So if this does not happen, where will you turn? Your technology, your level of understanding and intelligence is not great enough to counteract the power of four extraterrestrial civilizations with millions of years of knowledge and sophisticated development of their technologies and their understanding of you from A to Z already in place. You are far behind them in your knowledge and experience. You cannot do this on your own. You need a divine agent who can change this in a way that will not be destructive and painful to go through. The only thing physical extraterrestrials could do would be go to war, because they will be repulsed physically by acts of war if they were to show up here. This you do not want, we can assure you. That is why it will not happen. It is too late for that. When the world is already occupied, you, in effect, have a prison. And the prison is heavily fortified and heavily defended and jealously guarded. And if you think this through, an invasion force of extraterrestrial beings, even with superior firepower or capability, would not want to proceed if the interlopers were to start slaughtering humans as a disincentive. This they would do readily to help themselves survive. The higher level extraterrestrials would never embark on such an enterprise because this is completely non-divine. So that is also in keeping with the very definition of high level extraterrestrial beings. They do not want war. And so this is why humans are the key. Humans have to decide to embrace the only answer left to them, and that is us. We cannot assist you unless you invite us to come in. So all the people championing the physical extraterrestrial friends, the outer star systems interested in our welfare, the Pleiadian, the Syrians, and so on, are disempowering you from taking the only step that will truly help you. The other beings are out there and are sympathetic, but they are not creator. They cannot solve this problem. It is up to you to solve it. We have given you the answer and the tool. Will you use it? That is the question. So the choice is yours.
1: Uh, This is,
2: you know, a lot to adjust,
1: but... A lot is being asked of us, Carl. This is, uh, you know, not a simple thing, but it's a deathly important thing. You know, people think, well, gee, if they if they hate us so much, why don't they just come down and wipe us out in one foul swoop? That would be too easy, you know. And they've done that in the past. We learned that already. So there's a bigger game going on here, and it behooves us to kind of figure out what's going on and to know where to turn to get the real response
2: that we need. Well, and their strategy, as always, has been. To use humans to do their dirty work. Yep. So they will get humans to kill other humans. And this is how it will play out.
1: Yeah. That's that's the task they set. For, that's the challenge they set for themselves. That's what makes the whole game fun for them. It's very diabolical. U.S. Creator, can creator share how the light worker healing protocol might be a more certain path to future interaction with our galactic family of diverse life forms than the development of technological space travel?
2: Creator says This again is an excellent question because your particular destiny does not involve interstellar travel at all in a technological sense. You were created to solve the problem of evil in the galaxy exhibited by the fallen angelics and the extraterrestrial species they have corrupted through possession and as is inflicted on most human beings as well. You are being threatened by those very alien beings because their level of corruption underlies their subjugation and manipulation of humanity to keep you dimmed down, dumbed down, and subjugated. If you are successful in healing them sufficiently so they will withdraw, making it possible for you to continue healing the entirety of humanity sufficiently, you will all ascend to a higher dimension and take up new roles throughout the universe and humanity is not ended by your alien extraterrestrial controllers, you will continue working on their healing from these higher dimensions, serving as a source of inspiration and providing them with divine assistance, much in the same way as you obtain now from beings in the light and the angelics serving the light and protecting and bringing healing for humans in the physical. As roving ambassadors for the divine, You will interact with many such worlds and will continue to raise up the very dark extraterrestrials who have harmed humanity so greatly through the ages. Because you will see from your divine perspective that they became corrupted by the fallen angels. And this nearly reached the point where humanity became so corrupt they were unable to help themselves in the face of the alien intrusion that has put humanity at risk at this very moment. Time will tell if you can be successful, but you will need the Lightworker Healing Protocol to accomplish the specific and deep divine healing needed for the task at hand, to counter these evil and savage beings who have their designs on you and your world. If things work out for the better, you will continue to rescue them from their near annihilation through depravity and risking a total disconnection from the divine. That will be the greatest of achievements by any beings anywhere, and you will be on record for all of time as the greatest of divine representatives for your achievements. This is a fascinating answer, because
1: on the one hand, Creator is telling us, Star Trek is not in our future. Rather, we have a much greater future beyond Star Trek.
2: Yeah, flying around in the galaxy is penny-ante stuff, really. Yeah. Going anywhere in the universe instantly with your thoughts is a far more prodigious and lofty capability. And that's the way of the light being. Yes, and that is
1: that is our future. And time travel as well, but unfortunately, we're not going to be able to indulge in that at this episode, <laughs> Carl. So once again, thanks for another episode of Get Wisdom. Be sure to uh, check us out at GetWisdom.com. Um, you can check out our healing services. We have a healing uh, tab on the menu. Go there, and you can engage a practitioner who could do a, a light work healing protocol session for you and bring their belief quotient to very, very important, Carl.
2: Yep, this is uh, this is the way. This is the tool creator mentioned. It's in our hands now. We just have to use it. Check it out.
1: Get the download at getwisdom.comslash LHP. That's all for this week. Thanks a lot, everybody. Really appreciate it. Be well.